Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Grace is probably one of the biggest words in our Christian faith. It's a very big word. Um, And there is no any other faith on planet Earth that has got that word grace in it. They don't know it. Every other faith has got do's and don'ts. Every other faith has got laws and rules. But when you come to the Christian faith, our big word is what? Grace. And people find it very controversial and very unappealing and very unintelligent to say, I am saved by grace. Because in human understanding, you have to do something in order to earn your salvation. Yes, amen. So this morning, I want to answer the one question. Why does God choose grace? Why does God choose grace? Why didn't he give us laws the way he did with the children of Israel? We know that their laws were about 630 of them. And they were codified in 10 commandments. And so we know the 10 commandments. But the 10 commandments were just a codification of more than 630 laws. Amen. But when it came to the New Testament, he didn't talk about laws. Jesus never spent time saying, hey, don't do this. Hey, but do this. Hey, don't do this. Uh-uh. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. He didn't do that. So this morning, uh, are we in the afternoon already? Or are we in the morning? Let's assume we're in the morning. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> no diva, Papa. My God, my God, my God. Are you here? We are here. So I want to spend time just exploring the question, why? Someone say, why? Why? Because as a child of God, not only should you know, you should also be able to explain it. So know the thing and then know the why. Are we together so far? Oh, yeah. Let's begin from the book of Hosea chapter 6. If you come from the islands, Hosea. Hosea. Even in Malawi, we call him Hosea. I told you you all came from Africa. Didn't I say so? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. So Hosea chapter 6, we're going to read verses 1 to verse number 6. 1 to 6. Hosea chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. How many know that I love the book of Hosea? Amen. I love that book. It's one of those amazing little books. It should have been in the New Testament. It's a lovely book. All right, let's read together. One, two, three, go. Come and let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. 
After two days will he revive us. In the third day he will raise us up. And we shall live in his sight. It seems on the third day things happen. Someone say third day. Third day. This is an, a Jewish idiom. Okay? It's a what? Jewish idiom. And the reason why it's connected to three days you raise us up is because in the Jewish culture, when a person has passed away, they used to say their spirit is walking, is moving around, trying to come back into the body for three days and three nights. Are you hearing me? But after that, the spirit what? goes, then they know the person is really, really, really dead. Finished. Amen. Are we together so far? Uh-huh. So, in the Jewish idiom, when the Bible talks about the third day Jesus rose again, it does not negate the fact that Jesus was in the grave for three days and for three nights. Because truly, truly, I say unto thee, Jesus was in the grave for three days and three nights. And he resurrected on what our understanding would call the fourth day. But here the Bible says, on the third day, God shall what? Shall raise us up and we shall live in his sight. That verse alone, that word alone should shock someone who is in the Old Testament. Amen. I don't know whether you're hearing Oh, me. Yes. Because the concept of being raised and dwelling in the presence of God was not part of their theology in the days of Moses, in the days of the Old Testament prophets. But here we have a prophet in the Old Testament speaking something beyond his age, beyond his days, beyond his dispensation. Because this dispensation was not revealed unto them. It was a dispensation that was for us. People who would live after Christ. Because there's nobody, nowhere, anyhow, anyone could ever been raised in under the Old Testament. Amen. Except after Christ had done it in the New Testament. That's when the resurrection is taking place. But Hosea is prophesying. Huh? Oh, yes. He says, come let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn and he will hear us. He hath smitten and he will bind us. After two days will he revive us. And the third day he shall raise us up. And we shall sit with the Christ in the heavenly places. That's what it means there. Oh yes, amen. <laughs> says we shall, we shall what? We shall, we shall beware. We shall live in his sight. And you who is born again. You are resurrected together with the Christ. And the Bible says you were raised together with Christ and made to sit together with Christ in the heavenly places on the right hand of the Father. Right in the presence of God. Oh, <laughs> now yes. you need to think in this way. How could someone following the law make it? How could someone sacrificing the blood of animals make it? They could not have made it no matter how. Oh, you don't know they're hearing. Oh, yes, we are hearing. I'm still answering my question. Why? Someone say, why? Why? Now, when you go to verse number three, the Bible says something very important there. Verse number three, one, two, three, go. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, 
His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord. I love the language of the Bible. Isn't this poetic? Then shall we know, if we what? If we follow on to know. Oh, so yeah. in other words, your current knowledge of God is not the standard. It's not the end of knowing God. Yes, amen. Your current knowledge of God should push you to go forward to know God more. <laughs> then shall we know if we follow only to know. Are you getting me? Yeah, that's what the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 18, which everyone has memorized. What does it say? Don't embarrass me now. One, two, three, go. <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> but we all with open face. I knew, I knew, I know you knew the verse. Let's say one, two, three, go. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. You see now? Do you, do you see that? There's a progression of knowing. There's a progression of intimacy with God. There's a progression of growth that happens in the life of a believer. So that's why we move from grace to grace. Why? Because your present grace, the grace that God has given you now, should empower you to go to the next level of grace. Are you hearing me? The knowledge that you have of God now should empower you to move to the next level. That's why when you understand what I'm explaining, you become addicted to the scriptures. You become addicted to the Bible. You become addicted to prayer. You become addicted to coming to church. Why? Because each time you appear before God, uh -huh, what brought you there is the grace. It took you here. But the more you stand in his grace, the more you move to another level of grace. Are you hearing me? The more you move from this glory, you would go to another level of what? Glory. That's what the Bible says for eternity we shall know God. Why? Because there's never a day when we shall ever exhaust the knowing of God. Amen. And the Bible says the angels, the seraphim, the cherubim in the presence of God, they cry out holy, 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 day and night without ceasing. Why? It's because God unveils another dimension of his himself. Are you hearing me? Of himself after you have acknowledged the present state. Oh, you're not hearing me. When you acknowledge his present glory, he unveils another glory. So they say, hey, holy. By the time they're thinking, lay. God has unveiled another dimension. Oh, yes. So they shout again, holy. By the time they're finishing, lay. Another dimension. Are you hearing me? That's why for eternity and eternity and eternity, we shall live to know our God. Someone say, yes. Yes. <laughs> hey. Hey. So, the Bible says, and we shall know if we follow on to what? To know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning. In other words, you know the morning? You know the morning? You know the morning? There's a, there's a, there's a, uh, what should I say? A progression of morningness. 
God even Papa. There's a progression of what? Morninginess. Yeah, that's English. <laughs> you know, at 4 a.m. it's morning. But the morningness of 4 a.m. is different from the morningness of 5 a.m. They are all mornings. But the morningness of 5 a.m. is different from the morningness of 6 a.m. Oh, yes. You are all in the morning. What about 7 a.m.? What about 8 a.m.? The sun is coming up. You can see clearly. Not heze. Are you hearing me? Not darken. No, no, darken. Uh -uh. You can see very what? Clear. You are all in the morning. Are you getting me? So that's what happens. He's going forth. He's prepared as the morning. When you begin to know God, it is like the morning. You begin from a place of a bit darkness here, a bit shadows there. You're not too sure. You're not too clear about this God. Are you hearing me? But as you progress to know him, you've moved from your 3am to your 4am. As you progress to him, you move from 4am to 5am. And then you move from 5am to 6am. And then it's 7am. And then you see things a bit more clear. I might talk to someone right here. That's why you can grow in grace. You can grow in the anointing. You can grow in the power. You can grow in the knowledge of God. Why there's a progression like the morning? Someone say yes. Yes. Masuka Toshkaramande. I receive. <laughs> I don't know whether you're hearing me. Oh yes. Can I go one level deeper? Go deeper, Papa. My God, my God, my God. Let me show you something. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let me show you something. Ha! Someone say ha! Ha! Hey, this is amazing. Give me Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. You're going to love this. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Say neighbor. Neighbor. Hey. Hey. Proverbs chapter 4, 18 and 19. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. But the path of the just is as the shining light. That shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. <laughs> Amen. But the path of the just. The path of who? The just. Say, I am the just. I am the just. You are justified. You are justified. Someone say justified. Justified. So that's your path. It is as the what? Is as what? Shining light. That what? Huh? It what? Shineth more and more unto what? Unto the perfect day. So what it means is, early in the morning, you know, it's dark, it's hazy, you can't see clearly, you're not too sure. You know, there are some, some shadows, they look like a hyena. You're like, Ooh, that one must be a hyena. You are even running away from a shadow. <laughs> Think it's a hyena. Are you hearing me? There are some shadows that look like a lion ready to roar. You're like, oh, that must be a lion. And, but as it gets brighter, oh, oh, I, was, I was running away from that shadow. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> are you getting me? And that's how the devil plays his illusions. He uses your darkness to paint a picture of a lion. Yes. 
He's a master illusionist. Oh, yes. Don't forget that. He uses your darkness to paint pictures. So when you see, hey, like a roaring lion, he's just using your, a, bit, a, a bit of your ignorance. Amen. But as you know God more, oh, yes. as you mature in your knowledge of God, as you move from those shadows to a place where things brighter and brighter, you are approaching a, a perfect days when the sun is. You know, where I come from, we talk about time as. We shall meet in the morning when the sun is this. No time mentioned. Everybody knows when the sun is there, we are meeting. <laughs> I love people in the village. But you see, when talking about a perfect day, is that noon hour. When there's no cloud, it's a perfect day. Are you hearing me? So the Bible says, your path, you. I'm talking about you. Your path. Your path, I'm talking about you. Your path is as a what? Shining light. That shineth what? More and more. So the problem that we have is we find ourselves in a place of a bit darkness. And then we get caught up in the darkness. We forget that we are on a journey. We forget that there's a progression. We forget that your yesterday can't be better than your tomorrow. We forget that your tomorrow shall be better than your today. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So don't settle in your today. Push on to your tomorrow. Oh, because yes. your tomorrow is brighter than your yesterday. Amen. Don't settle here. Push on to the next day. Because the next day shall be brighter than the previous day. Are you hearing me? Until one day you shall find yourself in a perfect day. Where there's no darkness. There's no cloud. There's no shout. Am I talking to someone right here? Say yes. Yes. Keep pushing on. Oh, yes. People may talk about your yesterday. How dark it was your yesterday. Tell them you can settle in my yesterday. I am not in my yesterday. I moved away from my yesterday. I am going forward. I am making progress. Am I talking to someone right here? Say yes. Yes. You see, people are good at talking about your yesterday. They can't talk about your tomorrow. Because they know your tomorrow shall be brighter than your yesterday. They know that your tomorrow you are going somewhere. Are you hearing me? Say yes. Yes. Power. Everyone who gossips, they don't gossip about your future. Amen. They gossip about your past. And that's why God didn't give you two eyes behind you. Amen. Oh, yes. <laughs> Say never. Never. Hey. Hey. So when people begin to talk about you yesterday, I can't see that. I'm sorry. I can't. I don't have eyes behind him. I can't see that. Keep talking about it. I can see where I'm going. I can see greater glory. Say yes. Yes. Ah. <sighs> And do you know the mistake that we make? We turn around to begin to see what they're talking about. And then we begin walking backwards. And then we fall over. Are you hearing me? Don't turn around. Don't see what they're talking about. Turn your back against it. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Oh, yes. Keep moving forward. Say yes. Yes. Because your tomorrow is greater than your yesterday. 
your tomorrow shall be brighter than your previous past. Are you hearing me? I receive the path of the just. I'm telling you, the devil is a master of illusions. He, when you are going through a difficult time, he makes it so believable that there's no tomorrow. Amen. I'm telling you, you come to a place where you can't even think beyond your next minute. Because you're going through a very difficult time. But all he has done is to play an illusion. Because no matter how difficult your situation is, tomorrow shall still come. Oh, yes. Amen. Are you hearing me? Your problem cannot prevent tomorrow from coming. Tomorrow shall still come. That's why the Bible says, weeping and mourning may endure for a night. Weeping and mourning may endure for a night. Are you hearing me? I may cry because of my problem today, but it is only as long as it's night, because I know that in the morning, a new day is coming. Oh, in the yes. morning, there's dawn. In the morning, there's light. Oh, yes. Say yes. Yeah. Yes. You are not hearing me. Weeping and mourning, it may endure. In other words, weeping and mourning wants to continue forever. But I've got bad news. I've got bad news. Why? Because tomorrow will still come. Someone said tomorrow will still come. Tomorrow will still come. Hey. And that morning brings what? New messes. Mm. 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 <laughs> but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Say neighbor. Neighbor. Don't be caught up. Don't be caught up. By all these shadows. By all these shadows. And all these darknesses. And all these darknesses. Do you know neighbor? Do you know neighbor? In the morning? In the morning. The shadows are really long. The shadows are really long. <laughs> but when it's a perfect day, you start looking. Amen, amen. You shall look for your problem. Oh, yes. But you will not find it. Amen. Are you not hearing me? It is a perfect day. You shall look for your challenges. They will not be there. It is perfect day. Say yes. Yes. But in the morning, oh dear. Very long. And the devil makes you believe that it shall be like that forever. Amen. He's a master illusionist. We can't be caught up in his incognito. We know who he is. Amen. He's a liar. Oh, yes. And a father of all lies. And a mother of all lies. And a cousin to all lies. And an uncle of all lies. Oh, yes. My God. Look at verse number four. Says what? We are not back in Hosea. I haven't forgotten where we are. Amen. <laughs> I haven't forgotten where we are. Someone say, Oh Ephraim. Oh Ephraim. Let's read. One, two, three, go. Uh-huh. Oh Ephraim, what shall I do unto thee, O Judah? What shall I do unto thee? For your goodness is as the morning cloud, 
And as the early Jew, it goeth away. You see now God is saying, but you, you people, people, your goodness is like the morning cloud. You're like a dew. It's there early in the morning. You think it will be there the whole day. No, but as the sun heats up, what happens to dew? It appears. What happens to the morning cloud? It's gone. Oh, yes. Amen. Uh-huh. Verse number five. Therefore have I hewed them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and thy judgments are as the light that goeth forth. Did you see that? Let's go to, oh my God. Verse number six, and then I will explain. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. I don't know whether you understood that verse. So, these people in the Old Testament were caught up in following the law. And doing all the sacrifices as Moses told him. Are you hearing me? But the problem is, in all those things that they were doing, thinking that they were going to please God, they could not please God. Ask me why. Why, Papa? Let's not forget the problem here. What is the problem? The problem is not the lack of sacrifice. The problem is not that God is looking for people's animals. He says, I own cattle on a thousand hills. <laughs> I don't know the hearing. Oh, yes. It's not that God was begging them to give him animals. If he needed an animal, he would just say, goat, and then a goat would appear. <laughs> cow! A cow would appear. Amen. <laughs> so he didn't have any need whatsoever for their animals. It was for their own good. I don't know if they understand what I'm saying. Oh, yes. It was for their own what? Good. But as they were busy doing all those sacrifices, they only hung on to the works of the sacrifices. But their character was far from God. But in the Old Testament, there's an expectation. That although there were people under the law, although there were people who were giving all these sacrifices, are you hearing me? They also ought to have been behaving like God Almighty Himself. Yes, amen. But the, this goes to the heart of the problem. The problem was not about sacrifice, the problem was not about you know, giving God something to make Him happy. The problem wasn't about following a law to make God happy. No. The problem was man who came from Adam was born dead. Amen. That's the problem. Now tell me, how can a dead man walking in dead works do good works that can please a living God? Yes, amen. Oh, you're not hearing me. Are you getting it? How can a dead man walking in dead works go, do what? Good works. That can please a living God. Impossible. Someone say impossible. Impossible. So their situation was impossible. Amen. That's it. I rest my case. I can go to Bondi Beach now. <laughs> Heaven will take. I've done my job. Oh, yes. <laughs> How can a dead man 
walking in dead works. Do good works that can please a living God. No, 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 no. When I was in grade one, my teacher taught me, if you two over seven, what, what is the answer, class? Impossible. <laughs> but later on when I grew up, I knew that you can crack it. <laughs> they were taught impossible situation. Why? Because this God, this living God, hmm? This living God, he could see that although these people are doing all these sacrifices, and for your own information, people who think it is a good thing to follow the law, it is, I'm telling you today, it's a very bad thing. Amen. Why did God give them the law? Because most of us, we think God gave them the law to help them to become righteous. But the problem is, by the works of the law, no man shall be justified. I don't know if they're hearing me. But the way so that nobody can be justified. Hey, problem. Problem number two. God didn't give them the law to help them become close to God. No, he gave them the law to prove to them how sinful they were. Yes. Amen, amen. <laughs> Are you hearing me? If you want to know how sinful Australians are, introduce one new law today. They will find a way to break it tomorrow. Amen. No, so you need another law to protect the law which they broke. Yes, amen. <laughs> I disconnect. So God didn't give them the law to help them. He gave them the law to prove to them that they were very sinful. That's why the more the law abounded, the more sinful they were becoming. Why? If they, were, if they had only five laws, they could break all the five laws. We can hold them accountable for breaking how many laws? Five. If you give them 20 laws, how many will they break? All the 20. So we have a problem. We hold them accountable for breaking how many laws? 20 laws, 20 offenses, 20 punishments. Give them 630 laws. How many will they break? 630 laws. How many offenses? 630 offenses. How many punishments? 630 punishments. It was an impossible situation. So people today, I find them very funny. Why? Because they are busy trying to follow the law of Moses. It defeats my thinking. Are you hearing me? It is an insult in my intelligence. Because people need to understand the problem is not following a law. The problem is the nature of humanity. When a man fell in Adam, he became a dead man. Are you hearing me? So how can a dead man, hmm, walking in dead works, do good deeds, good works, which can please a living God? Impossible. So the problem is not about a law. The problem is about the nature of humanity. Every man who was born from the first Adam was born a sinner and therefore was born dead. Oh, yes. Amen. That's, Godiva, the, that's the problem. It's not a problem of following a particular law. It doesn't matter how you can train your petty dog. That every morning you wake up, it comes to your door to greet you. Morning.
can be good mannered. Oh, wow, that my dog is really, really good mannered. It runs to make a coffee for you. And it brings you a coffee in a bed. It can never be a human being. Amen. It can behave like one. Yes, amen. It can talk like one. It can bring joy to your life like one. But it will never become one. Because the only entrance into a being is by birth into it. Oh, yes, amen. <laughs> Are you hearing me? The only way <laughs> anything can become human is when it is born into the human race. You can never become human by training. Are you hearing me? Oh yes, we are following. This is the heart of the problem. That in the days of Moses, no matter how many laws they were given, they could never become holy. They could never become righteous. They had to be born righteous. Wow. They could never become living they had to be born living. So that's why when you go to the book of Hosea here, he is dealing with the big things. The Bible says, For I desired mercy and not what? Sacrifice. Ah, uh ah. -uh. Problem. A sinful man who is dead can never be merciful. Mm, you're not hearing me. Amen. Because mercy is a nature, it is not an act, it is a nature. Being merciful. You said this person is so merciful. It is not an act. It is a nature. It is the nature that inspires the act. It is not an act which can inspire the nature. Yes, amen. So in following the law, we have a problem. It's that you are doing something. That, that something you are doing can make you become the thing. Impossible. You have to be the thing for you to do the thing. Are you hearing me? You have to be merciful to show mercy. You have to be righteous for you to do righteous acts. But if you are a sinner following a law, you can never become righteous by following a law. Because a law can never make you righteous. You can never become by doing. But you can do what you are. Am I talking to someone? Right here. Oh, yes. Say yes. Yes. So that's why God makes you become the thing first. You become the thing first by birth. Summer birth. Say birth. You become the thing first by what? Birth. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, are you hearing me? You, oh my God, some of us were, were raised in families that were so mean. So mean, mean to our neighbors. <laughs> Even the little ones in the house, they learned to be mean. Because how mean mama and daddy were. <laughs> At school, these little ones, so mean. They learned from their big ones in the, in the house. <laughs> Amen. Are you hearing me? It is a nature problem. It is a nature thing. Are you getting me? And then you are told you need to love. You need to love. So you find it is so impossible to love. You can pretend to love. You are not hearing me. You can pretend to love. And you can even fool your friend to think that they really love you. <laughs> That's why marriage fails. Because you can pretend in the first month. Hi, honey. Hi, dear. Hi. <laughs> 
Second month, you are getting tired. Hi, honey. Hi, dear. Third month, I can't pretend anymore. Let's call a spade a spade. I don't like this behavior. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> hey. Are you hearing me? But when you are born of God, God is love. God is love. You are born of it. You are born of love. Are you hearing me? You are agapetos, beloved. Are you hearing me? Now God says, now that we are born of love, go and love. Are you getting it? In the Old Testament, God told them to love him by force, by fire, by thunder, by lightning, by punishment, by hell. They tried, they could not love God. But you in the New Testament, when you become born again, you are born of God. You are born of love. Are you hearing me? Oh, the yes. Bible says God sheds his love in your heart and it tells you now you can love now while you are born of love. Someone say yes. Yes. Beloved. Beloved. Hey. Hey. You are born of it. So it's natural. Say neighbor. It is natural for me to love. It is natural for me to love. You are born of it. It comes natural. That's why I've never met anybody that I've never loved. Even when they did the meanest thing to me, I find there's a law in me. It's called a law of love. Oh, it yeah. pulls me to loving them. Are you hearing me? Even after doing the meanest thing, I tell them I still love you. Even after they've been so mean to me, I find myself failing to sleep because I want to love them. I want to love them. Are you hearing me? Love troubles me. Say yes. Yes. Ah, someone say agapetos. Agapetos. I agapow you. I agapow you. So when you read the Bible, for God so loved the world, God was troubled. Ah, are you hearing me? He gave us the law, the law could not help us. The law was there to prove how sinful we are. So that we can come to a place of surrender. And say, Lord, I've tried. <laughs> you have got no idea how hard those guys were working. To keep up the enrichment of those sacrifices. Killing so many animals every single day. Animals, they come with poo, dung. Amen. All you know is, oh, animals, animals. Have you been in a place where blood was shed every single day? Amen. Yo, 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 yo. Will not work there. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> Where? Not there. That's why the whole city of Jerusalem, they had one gate called the Dung Gate. Yes. Amen. Everyone knew this is a Dung Gate. Where poor gods, poor animals. They had a special gate. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Now doing that every single day. It was a lot of hard work. Yes, amen. And the father was looking. Oh, you think you can make it by doing all those things? It won't work. It won't work. So God says, you see, I can help you. 
I can help you. Because we need to understand the God we follow. The God we serve. Oh, yes. He's a God of love. So as a God of love, let's agree that he's going he's to have a tough time to justify why he has to keep these people working hard and going in circles. Amen, amen. Someone say he's a loving God. He's a loving God. He is a loving God indeed. I'm telling you. So after piling all these laws on them, what did, what did, what did that mean? A pile of sins as well. Yes, amen. <laughs> I don't know if they're hearing me. Are you following what I'm saying? We are following. Hey, a human being. Even if you build every street a prison, you still feel it. Yes, amen. Amen. I'm telling you. If tomorrow, if they said everyone has to drive on the right hand side of the road, the others are no, not me. <laughs> on the left. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Even if they said tomorrow. You can go to Ures and take anything that you want for free. Someone will do something contrary to that. It's just in their nature. So God deals with the nature first. He makes you become born again. Because he's dealing with the fundamental problem. Are you hearing me? So it's like that little puppy, that little dog that you have really trained so hard. They even dress it in a nice dress. And, and put a nice nappy. I'm like, whoa, we are really working hard to make this little thing like a human. <laughs> and it knows how to behave. <laughs> oh, yes, amen. You know, sometimes it just makes me laugh. And you even take it for drives in the afternoon. You open, you roll the, the, the hind window. It sits on the window looking around. <laughs> It makes me laugh. I'm like, listen, listen. It doesn't matter how much investment you're going to make. It's about nature. Someone say nature. Nature. One more time, say nature. Nature. So you need to understand what did you become when you become born again. Uh-huh. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. From verse number 17 to 21. So the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. There has to be a change of creatureness. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Amen. Ah, you're not hearing me. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, what does he become? A new creature. All things are what? Passed away. And then what? Behold. All things are become what? New. Oh. But that's not the end of the verse. Because they describe next verse what it means. And all things are of God. And all things are of God. One more time. And all things are of God. Can you see that? So when we talk about all things are passed away. These are now the old things of the first Adam. The nature of the sinful man. The nature of the dead man passes away. And then there becomes this new creature. 
Huh? And then these, these new things are of who? They are of God who hath reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ. Huh? And hath given to us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. We need to go out there. You see, we Christians have got a problem. We are looking inwards. But we ought to look outwards. Mm, you're not hearing me. Are you getting me? God through Jesus has reconciled you to himself. And then he sends you with the ministry. Say I'm called in the ministry. I'm called in the ministry. Uh, me, I don't have a calling on my life. God hasn't called. You're a liar. God has given you a ministry. What is your ministry? Ministry of reconciliation. All of you, all of you, you have been called into the ministry. <laughs> oh, yes, amen. It's a ministry of what? Reconciliation. Reconciling people with who? God through Christ Jesus. Oh, yes, amen. Let's look at the next verse. What, this is now grace. Watch, watch, watch grace. Uh huh. What happened? To it that God was God in Christ. God was in Christ. Don't forget that God is the one that humanity sinned against. So there was enmity between God and humanity. Now this one who had the right to punish you. This one had the right to finish you off. He was justified in punishing you. Amen. Uh -huh. Amen. Is that correct? Yes. Because he's a holy God. He says you break that law. You get a whip. You break it. You get a what? It's not like parents of today. They told their kid, if you break the law, I will spank you. <laughs> and then the child breaks the law. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Come here. Oh, no. Amen. Mommy said, don't break that law. I love you. Mwah. Ha! <laughs> Welcome to African parents. <laughs> Where I grew up. <laughs> oh, yes. Amen. Me, I'm a product of a whip. And I'm proud of it. When I finished uni, when I graduated from uni with my degree, I went to the village to my dad. I said, Daddy, thank you. I would have been a brat if you didn't whip me. Amen. Okay, not in Australia. In Australia, don't whip anybody. Okay. <laughs> You'll be arrested. Just love, 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 love. Oh, yes, amen. <laughs> okay, what do you do? Love, love, Jesus' name. Okay. <laughs> Power, Baba. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Yes. But the rod of correction yes. will drive it far from him. Will drive it far from him. So use wisdom. Those who have got ears to hear. Let them hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Amen. <laughs> okay, I haven't forgotten where I am. The problem is, God was justified in killing these sinful creatures. Because we're no longer in his nature. 
Are you hearing me? Now, sacrifice could not help them to become. How does killing a God make you become righteous? No, it doesn't. Are you hearing me? Because the problem is the nature. Man had lost the nature of God and acquired the nature of the devil. Amen. Are you hearing me? So that's why the Australian government has got two, probably one of the countries with so many laws is Australia. Yes, amen. I'm telling you. I've, tra I've traveled in this world. In Australia, there are laws for everything, including laws to make sure that those laws are not broken. Amen. But still, someone says still. Still. When you go to prison, they are packed. They are packed, those prisons. They are building new ones, as I'm speaking. The problem is the nature. It's a rebellious nature. Oh, yes, amen. It's a devil's nature. So how does God resolve the problem? That verse is very important, okay? And all things of God worth what? Reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ. Ah, so now God makes a decision. How do I help them? Let me enter Christ to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Now, we, we are back on the cross. Remember I gave you the picture of the cross. That the cross has got four cardinal points. God Humanity, the Jew, the Gentile. So when Jesus hung on that cross, he was putting together four things. God and man, a Jew and a Gentile, to make in himself of twenty one new man. Oh yes. Wow, Are you wow, hearing wow. me? Wow. Who is reconciled unto God. So Jesus could not have died in another way. Even if they brought a 10 ton truck to run over him, he would still rise up again and say, No, my work is not done. Yes, amen. De oh, yes. Oh, because of time. Go deeper, Papa. Someone said, because of time. Remember, we have got Mother's Day dinner. Oh, yes. So some of us, we need to go make a fire, put stones in it. <laughs> it takes time for the stones to heat up. And then we put a whole, to prepare a whole pig, it will take us how many hours? Because of time. <laughs> <laughs> you see, God had to enter humanity. Are you hearing me? Had to become like one of us. This is a holy God. Entered humanity. And become like one of us. So that he can pay a price for all of us. To himself. Ah, you are not hearing me. Oh yes. Are you getting that idea? So God entered humanity. And became like one of us. So that he can pay a price to himself. Yes, amen. So it's like someone is owing you $200. Huh? You love the person so much. You say, but you see, there is a law. If you don't pay me back, you're going to die tomorrow. 
but you don't have the $200. What I'm, what I'm, this $200, I'm giving it to you. Give it to me now. Now the person gives you the $20 and you say, well done, you have paid back your debts. You are now free, you are not Amen. done. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> are you hearing me? So when God entered humanity in Christ, he came to resolve our problem. Yes. He offered a sacrifice to himself. Yes. Someone say grace. Grace. So why does God choose grace? Can you see now? Because he saw that humanity was in a big predicament. We could not resolve the problem. Because the problem is not deeds or works. The problem is the nature. Now after the price was paid by himself to himself. That, is, that chapter is very important. If there's a chapter you need to memorize. It's the one I've given you there. It runs from verse number 14 to verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then we are all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him that died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yeah, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us unto himself. Uh -huh. And hath given to, by who? By Jesus Christ. And what? Hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Uh -huh. The other part, the other part, not imputing their trespasses unto them. That's a difficult part of your Bible. You were committing trespasses, but God never imputed them against you. Amen. And hath committed to us the message of what? The word of what? So remember, you've got a ministry of reconciliation. What is your message? It's a message of reconciliation. Oh, yes. Amen. I don't know they're hearing me. Has committed us the word of what? Reconciliation. Uh-huh. Next. Now then we are what? So if I'm calling you an ambassador, you have heard me call you ambassador. Yeah? Oh yes. There. Now are we? Now we are what? Ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be what? You see, so it's more or less like, you know, the same thing. God entered humanity and offered himself to, him, to, to himself uh -huh, in order to give us salvation. Now here, we are taking the place of Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ. Because Christ was the means of reconciliation. So it gives you a means of reconciliation. It gives a, a message of reconciliation. And it sends you to the world to bring the world to be reconciled back to God. As though God did beseech you by us. It's as if God himself is pleading with the world, come back to me. Are you hearing me? So we are doing that on his behalf. Aha. Uh -huh. oh, yes. We are bringing the world back to God. That's why that miracle of salvation is very powerful. Amen. Are you hearing me? We pray you in Christ's state. Be what? Reconciled to God. This is now the punchline. What hath he done? 21. For 
he hath made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? Talking about who? Christ. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It's what we call the exchange grace. I receive. On Friday, I taught you different types of graces. And today, I've given you this big one. It's the what? Exchange grace. You exchange places. You exchange positions. So why does God choose grace and not works? How can a dead man, walking in dead works, do good works? Which can please a living God. What is the answer? Impossible. Rise on your feet. Say, oh Lord, oh Lord, I receive, I receive your grace, your grace in fullness, in fullness, in the name of Jesus. In the name of- Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom.